Welcome back to the Keto Transformations Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Leopard Spotted Hippo. Have you guys tried out this keto ice cream yet? It is delicious. And they have brand new flavors every single week. Last week it was fat mint and this week it's cookie dough. But it is limited. First come, first serve. So make sure you get yours before they run out. Now they have extended a 10% discount to all of our listeners. You can redeem that at leopardspottedhippo.com with code keto at checkout. That's K-E-T-O at leopardspottedhippo.com. Now today we have Lauren on from Instagram. You can find her there at keto underscore coach underscore Lauren. And you can find that name right in the title of the podcast. So Lauren, how long have you been keto? So I started January 2017. So a year and three months. How did you hear about it? I had a friend that had a weight loss group and a bunch of us would just post motivational things. And one of my friends was trying to, you know, find a better way to eat. And she was like, hey, let's research this keto thing. And I was like, you know what? I have tried every fad diet. I have done absolutely everything I'm going to give this a go. I had done low carb previously, but I had never heard of the whole high fat. And so we all, there was the three of us that actually took it on all at one time. And that's been ever since. Did you try keto for weight loss specifically? Absolutely. Prior to keto, I had lost about 55-ish pounds, maybe 60. And that was with restrictive eating super restrictive, like super low calorie. I'm a previous binge eater. I am recovered finally. And I was restricting calories like 1,200, 900. I think the lowest I ever got was about 850. And it was just super unhealthy. I would never see any results. And so weight loss was my main goal. But just to find something that had more food freedom where I didn't feel like I was controlled by food. And then I found keto. That is such a good feeling. I never thought I would get rid of my food addiction. Absolutely. Me either. Have you had any challenges or setbacks since you started? So I did keto for a full eight week, hardcore, no cheating. I hate to use the word cheating, um, but no non-keto foods. And then when I, for some reason, hit eight weeks, I was like, I'm going to treat myself. That was the worst decision I ever made because until I stopped viewing food in general as a treat, that was essentially, essentially I had to go through those things like fall off, get right back on and learn my lesson before I've obviously gotten to the point where I am now where I just refuse to to try to eat non-keto. Obviously, there's family situations where, you know, uh, holidays and stuff, but I'm nowhere near as bad as I used to be with that and falling off. It's not even an option for me. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. It's so not worth it. Absolutely. I Mm -hmm. feel terrible. My blood sugar spikes. It's just no fun. It's not worth it. Do you do any intermittent fasting at all? So I used to do the 16-8 protocol. Um, That was typically like my everyday thing. And now I just kind of like listen to my body, listen to my hunger. But once a month, I will do a 24-hour fast just to kind of reset my system and promote cellular health and repair. And sometimes I have a little dairy intolerance. And so when a month has rolled around, I can tell it's time for me to do a 24-hour fast because dairy starts to bother me in excess. And so I'll do a 24-hour hour fast. Typically, I'll start, you know, at 2.30, 3.30, I'll stop eating. Um, and then 
I'll go the full 24 hours and just drink electrolytes and water. And sometimes I'll drink bone broth. I know there's mixed reviews on on whether or not that breaks a fast. But for me, um, the bone broth itself has such good healing properties that when I'm completely fasted, it helps to heal my gut. So that's that's essentially what I do when I fast. Now, Lauren, you exercise regularly, right? I do. Mm -hmm. So I have a super huge passion for weightlifting, and I've completely recomped my body with lifting. Um, I do it four to five days a week, um, a different body part each day. Typically, my lifting sessions last 45 minutes to an hour depending on the body part, um, and then I'll do three sessions of high-intensity interval training a week. Do you track your macros at all? Absolutely. So I have always tracked my food, um, even off of keto, but I am big about accuracy. Like, I want to know everything that I'm putting into my body, whether I am cutting body fat or maintaining my weight or, you know, even doing like a bulk where you're trying to build muscle. And so I have always tracked and will always track. What benefits besides weight loss have you noticed since you started keto? So I had a lot of knee pain before keto, and I remember the friend that actually introduced me to keto telling her so many times, like, I'll never be able to lift like I used to. I'll never be able to squat 250 pounds again. I'll never be able to do the things that I love because my knees are just so weak. They hurt, and ever since I have started keto, all of that pain has gone away. I have been able to squat again. I am able to do leg press. I'm able to do a whole lot, not only with my knee, but um, I have plantar fasciitis or had, and that's kind of where your arches have fallen and it causes stress on the tendon in your foot, and all of the pain has gone away from that as well. I don't have to wear special shoes anymore. I don't have to, you know, worry about wearing flat shoes and it bothering me. It's just that pain has completely gone away since I've started keto. Of course, the energy is another thing that I've experienced. It's always great. And then I do feel like my skin has changed a lot, too. It just seems healthier to me. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Now, do you find keto to be more or less expensive than your previous ways of eating? So I would say, honestly, less expensive. We're not eating all of the process. We're not buying all the processed crap that you normally would, you know, like that's in packages. And so we're buying meats in place of that. We're buying, you know, vegetables in place of the stuff that's prepackaged. And so I think we either break even or we may even have a little bit less. Do you have any tips for making keto more affordable? So I'm not sure where, you know, most people live, but Aldi is one of my favorite stores. And I know they're located all throughout the United States, but that's where I shop. And it just takes the guesswork out of everything because they they don't have a ton of options to choose from when you're going for one thing. So like you, they have good prices and it's super convenient just because it's, you know, not a lot of options. But we also buy in bulk as well like Costco or um, BJ's. Okay, Lauren, what keto staples do you always have on hand? Um, So I always have MCT oil. We always use it in our coffee. I always have cacao butter. So I love regular butter, but cacao butter is unrefined and it smells like chocolate. It's delicious. And I put it in my coffee. We always have that. 
Um, and we always have erythritol for baking or sweetening things. What meals make it into your weekly rotation? We will always do bunless burgers. It's simple and I'm not super like strict on buying fresh beef and making boneless burgers. So like we're busy, we both work, we have kids. So we have to, you know, put stuff together fairly quickly and I'll just throw some burgers on the grill and we'll have like bacon and cheese on top. That's typically one of the ones that we do every single week. Besides bunless burgers, what is your favorite keto dish? So I'm all about simplicity. I mean, if you're talking about like a dessert, I love keto cheesecake. But a meal that I do a lot just because it's simple is a meatball melt. So I get four or five meatballs, heat them up, and then I'll put pizza sauce on top with some Italian seasoning. And then I'll melt provolone on top. And it's just like a meatball sub, but without the sub. That sounds really good. Yeah. So Lauren, what do you enjoy most about the keto diet? Definitely the fact that I have stable blood sugar and I don't have to worry about constantly being hungry. I don't have to think about food constantly. I do plan my day out early on, so I typically will plan out what I'm going to have um, in the morning. And I literally just look back at my phone and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to have for lunch. Or if I forget that, I, I mean, I don't get hungry a lot. So, you know, I'm just... I'm constantly full. I don't have to worry about blood sugar spike. And then just the the fact that I have such good mental clarity. Like I don't have to worry about being foggy or that, that 2 or 3 p.m. like crash. It's just, it's the best. It's such a difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Lauren, before you go, what tips would you give to a keto newbie? So I would say... Personally, I believe that if you're doing this for weight loss, that tracking your macros is going to be key. Knowing what you're putting in your body um, and how much of each thing. Definitely keeping the fat high because it is a high-fat diet. A lot of people say to eat lower fat, but it's all a part of producing ketones and having that energy and then, you know, keeping carbs low. I personally count total carbs, and I just find that I feel better that way. But then the other tip that I want to give is that you do not need to depend on the scale, especially if you are doing keto for weight loss. You know, obviously, it's better to have the outlook that it's a lifestyle change and that it's going to take time regardless. But the scale is not very nice and it does not track progress accurately. So definitely be taking pictures and taking measurements and judging progress that way. I could not agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the podcast and sharing with us today. Thank you. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.